Welcome everyone, we're about to begin with Hashem BPW number 50, that's Bias Panimi Share for Women, Share number 50. We're going through the various Shev Brachas and how they impact our marriage later, and going through various topics. A lot of this is taken from a book called Holy Intimacy by Sarah Marazov and Rivka Slonim. And uh, the, the Binyan Adeyad is this next Bracha. The way it says, Ashiyatas Adam Bitsalma, he created man in his image. Bitsalm the Mustav Nisai, in the image of the likeness of his form, Hashem's form. The Hiskim Loimi Menu Binyan Adayad, and prepared an everlasting structure. Barachata Hashem Yaitzer Adam. So the previous bracha talked about, which we discussed, Adam being a singular being com- composed of a male and female aspect. This bracha of Hiskim Mimenu Binyan Adei Ad is Chava, who is fashioned from Adam, either a half removed or the rib, different mefarshim, and as an independent person, separating her from Adam, reminding Achasen and Kala that they experience the same soul journey like Adam and Chava does. It's split into two, half man, half the woman, creates a sense of fracture, of loss, and the bracha is referring now to Adam as a singular of this oneness that comes and is achieved through marriage. And of course, binyin adayad, to have nitzchias and to have children as well. That's the adayad, l'dayre dayres. It's a hint to that as well. And to have that complete, beautiful connection. This concept that each person male or female, why did Hashem put in them that have a longing for sexual intimacy? It's the purpose behind it is Hashem has put into us this natural instinct of wanting to become one again, to become together again. That is why intimacy is central to marriage. That is why it's so important that a husband pleasures his wife and it's a value. It's a Torah value. If it wouldn't be a value, Hashem created the, 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 the sexual organ of a woman. The clitoris is, is an organ that is purely for the function of producing pleasure, providing pleasure. Why did Hashem make it that way? Because it is a value. It is a value in the right context of a marriage. Hashem wants this pleasure to be there and to be used of course, in the healthy way. And, of course, the physical intimacy is the natural way to conceive a child, to be Makai the mitzvah of Pruervu, to get this binyin adeyad of this, this eternal structure. We'll talk about, and we have a different time, that even if Chas Shalom, Hashem should help that oh, those who did not, don't have children yet should have children, but those who indeed never had children, their marriage is also a binyin adeyad, as we will explain Bez Hashem in, in other shira more at length regarding that. But the idea being is that we, part of the idea of physical intimacy is to understand that we need a, a, a combination of the physical and the spiritual together. We're not like animals. But we're not we're not malachim either. We need the guf and we need the neshama. 
We need the kavana. We say a mitzvah without kavana is like a body without a soul. A body needs the soul. We need them both to work together, as we said many, many times. And we must recognize that holiness of our neshama, of our chelak alikam mal, that brings us down, that manifests itself in the physical world to bring out the beauty and be mekadoshen shemayim down here. And that is why it's so important. You know, the Chazal talk about that before conceiving a child, you should have elevated thoughts, channel your thoughts correctly. It says the Gemara brings down, person should sanctify himself or oneself being when they're intimate with his wife, a wife with the husband. And this Kedusha is a purity of, 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 of thought. I'm quoting from the Rabbeinu Bechaya on Bereshis Perak Lamed, Pasuk Lamed Ches. The Kedusha is a Taharas HaMachshava, a purity of a thought. You should not think of another woman. Or not think about any other thing. Only with it to his wife. And a wife only to the husband. That's why intimacy should not happen when they're in stress with one another um, and upset at one another. When that's why, um, you know, it's brought down if you're entertaining thoughts of divorce, you shouldn't be together. Actually, we're going to put this to the side as a separate thing, is if a couple is working through things, even though they were contemplating divorce, but they're working on reconciling and becoming a couple, and then, you know, they're going through guidance and therapy you know, and to work towards uniting again, in those situations, you can speak to a Rav about it, there's no issue with it, um, because the purpose of that connecting is in order to repair it, then it's totally okay. But the idea being also not to, not to if both are drunk, right? Also, can't have relations then. Your thoughts are focused on other things, it's not healthy. So the idea behind this is, is to focus mentally on that kedusha of the fact that you're together. And this is not just for the conceiving of a child, although it is recommended to have these elevated thoughts for the mitzvah of Puravu, but also for the mitzvah of Aina, or both simultaneously. The idea is also it's brought down that when a woman, after she comes out of the mikvah, she should look at holy things, look into uh, Tehillim, look into holy words or letters of the Torah to elevate her thoughts right after she comes out of, of the mikveh. It's a very special time. And these elevated thoughts could become thoughts of Torah, thoughts of tefillah, prayer, but also the hakaras HaTayv, the simcha, the appreciation to Hashem that you have an opportunity that you are in a loving relationship or you have an opportunity to build a loving relationship, that Akaras HaToiv is a wholly elevated thought. And there are many, many um, um, ideas of examples of what to do that, you know, when you want to elevate your thoughts, some say to think about holy tzaddikim through the dairis, that will be error a person to want to have tzaddikim as children. Um, the shalah brings down also to 
think about the names of the Oves and the Imais. There's a Medrash Talpiyos that brings another eight of focusing on the holy letters of the Alapes, you know, the Ksav Ashuris, you envision that. There's different things that you can do. And the idea also of just simply plain and simple connecting with a single focus, a husband to wife, wife to husband, creates a great degree of holiness. So this introspection before intimacy, to realize you're being together is something very, very special. That helps elevate your thoughts and brings it into healthy perspective. Going back to like we, we said in the earlier bracha of She'er bracha, she'ha is really a big help with this, that it's a covet Hashem as you're being involved with this. Now, it, just to bring out other points on halacha and kabbalah, some people wait till after midnight having relations and some you know, make an emphasis on Friday nights as a special mitzvah. So we'll talk a little bit about that and what one needs to understand, and you speak to your of, again, we, we, we're talking about things here as a discussion, but of course you talk to your own Rav about things uh, of what we talk about over here. And no, don't paskin based on what we're saying here, but in general, I'm just telling you the guidelines of things. The reason why the, the Shulchan Aruch mentions to have relations in the middle of the night or after Chatzais after Chatzais is more of an Eisratzayin, but also to realize the practicality of the way it was in those days. In previous generations, very often families lived in one-room houses or with a little mechitza, and that's it pretty much. And so there was halachic reasons to wait until it's very late when all the children are sleeping, other members of the household are sleeping, before a couple could engage in intimacy. Chatzais, it, it's Kabbalah brings down before Chatzais is more of a, of a of a of a time of din. After Chatzais is more of a time of rachamim. That's why the hours after Chatzais is a esrat sign. That's why people get up to take Chatzais then and daven and learn through the night because after Chatzais is a time of 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 light and of of special kedusha. That's why even those who have the minig of not learning nittle night. They really, basically, most, basically, it's told from when it gets dark up to Chatzais. After Chatzais, it's already in Esrachemim. And they do learn, even on nittle night. So, the bottom bottom line is, is there is an Indian for that. But what's very, very important, especially Bisman Azeh, I think the Pelayoyitz brings this down, and others bring it down, and the Rabbanim nowadays would, most likely suggested to the couples that live on a practical level that if delaying intimacy, if someone has a needs their sleep, needs their rest, and getting up and setting an alarm clock at, at after Chatzais and, or waiting till then will get you too tired or too exhausted or in a, in a, unable to focus properly then or during the day afterwards or not daven normally in the morning and so on and so forth, then it's better not to wait until after Chatzais. Again, if you have your questions about it, you could talk to a Rav or a mentor about it. It's also important that we also, Bismanah, that we don't have that spiritual refinement that at, by waiting till after Chatzais, it will be make us more elevated. Very often, if you delay, it, it helps, it makes us hyper-focused on the sexuality. You know, 
It's also not recommended. So you have to take it with a certain common sense with this, to know what the halacha says, but at the same time understand what's right for you and what's the healthy thing. For many people, to try to force yourself to observe, to only have relations after chatzais, is not only not healthy, it's counterproductive, and it's something that if you have questions about, you speak to um, privately with a moira or a mentor um, that, that knows the halachas and could guide you if you have questions in this area. Friday night, the same idea. That though, yes, Friday night is a special time to enjoy physical intimacy, it's a chalik of Einik Shabbos, just like Einik Shabbos is delicious foods, or putting on more beautiful clothing, spreading out a beautiful tablecloth, spending time and attention to cleanliness in the house, the dormants of the house, and in all in honor of Shabbos, Einik Shabbos of sexual intimacy is a chalik of Einik Shabbos. Says Vishamru Bene Yisrael Esa Shabbos, Bene Yisrael Esa Shabbos. The first letter of those words is Bia, which is a halachic term for intercourse. The rush brings this down in Babakama, Perek Zion, in the beginning. So you see here that intimacy enjoyed on Shabbos is, 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 is a real um, elevated thing. It reminds us, us, it's a Kabbalistic thought of we don't understand this fully, but in Kabbalah there's a masculine feminine aspect of the Shechina, of which is a zivik taking place upstairs, meaning in Shemayim, and we, we have that zivik as well. But again, you speak to your own personal Rav, very often, what can happen is, is Friday nights does not lend itself to intimacy very well, especially if there's a lack of desire due to sheer exhaustion or a very late hour, especially the summer, a longer, you know, the Friday nights then, or because of a family simcha. So the idea is, is again, that common sense of forcing an issue does not serve a purpose. And if, if certain situations, whether it's a it's a you have to you know there's a, a late shavabrachas of a family simcha or or you, you you both of you know you did not sleep and you're falling off off your faces, and 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 you 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 you're nervous about it. You you speak to a rav, but sometimes just common sense says now is not a good you know this Friday night is not not despite all what the chazal say about it. It's not the right time for them to have relations, especially if both of them feel that way. They're totally wiped out and exhausted. And they need to rest up. And then Matzah Shabbos, they, they try then. So again, uh, it requires Shikal Adas. This is very important why you need a Mayra you need a Dracha, because a lot of things, even though they say the favorite in Shulchan Aruch of something being an ideal, but they may say in your particular matziv, in certain situations, to do things differently, and that is your um, shlemus by doing that. So that's an important point to know. Side with the Indian of waiting till after chatzais, and side with the Indian of Friday nights, and so on and so forth. The next bracha of the Shev brachas is tosis v'sogel akara, the kibbutz bonel l'seicha b'simcha, that the barren one will rejoice, and the in, when she gathers in her children with joy, and Baruch Atah Hashem, blessed are Yashem, is Sameach Tzion Bavanel, who glanced Tzion, which is Yerushalayim, with her children. Of course, this is that we pay every chasna 
a reference to Yerushalayim, which is a very deep concept, the idea of Yerushalayim in its glory, bringing us back to the way it was, especially Lassad Lavei will be like that, pre-Chet Eitzadas, where we're focused just on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, where the Yetahar is removed from the world. And this bracha tells you a real deep aspect into the marriage. It's a special unity that comes after a plurality and a multiplicity. So, for example, we have different terms in Lashon Kaidish to describe what oneness is. One of them is called Yachid, singular, and the other one is called Echad. Now, Yachid, in one hand, seems higher because Yachid means a, a certain that there's only one, there was only one, and it's a certain aloneness. Echad means that it takes a variety of different diverse things and makes it into one. For example, like by Shema Yisrael, the word Echad, it's brought down, you know, that that, that the, the Ches is referring to the seven skies and the earth, that's eight. The Dalit is going to the, on the four corners, the four directions, that we, we, we unite the everything, all of those aspects, into the Aleph, into the one. That is the true Achtas. The true Achtas is after seeing the multiplicity of life, right? Life can be complex, it can be messy, filled up with curveballs, filled with mundane things and holy things mixed in together and, 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 and so many different aspects. The idea of Echad is uni- uniting it as one. The Kibbutz Banel L'Seicha B'Simcha is also you're gathering into a oneness with a joy. And that is why it's so important that when you want to focus on this ideal to not fall into the prey of the sickness of perfectionism, not to be overcritical, not to be overcritical, of course, of your spouse, that goes without saying, but not to be overcritical of yourself. You're overcritical of yourself, you'll be overcritical of your spouse. Instead, the mentality is, is to be kind. Don't worry about what how it looks like with other people. Hashem wants our sincere efforts. He's not looking for perfection. Is a famous saying. Hashem only expects in you what's what's in you what your ability is to do. He doesn't want perfection. That applies to every aspect of home. It applies also with bedroom aspects. That it's not meant to be perfect. It's just meant to be tried the best you could and work with it as best as you can. It takes a while for a couple to find their niche when it comes to marital intimacy or marriage overall. Many G'dayle Yisrael, many Rabbanim, many Rebbes, many Rosh Hashivas, great Tzadikim, said this. We said this once um, when we're doing that contrast of the Yadata from Rev Friedlander, bringing down at the end of that series Rav Shach, 10 pieces of advice someone wrote down that Rav Shach gave. He said this point and others say this point that problems that very often that come up in the beginning of marriage those problems are very, very common and that they diminish over time, and sometimes they often cease to exist over time, as long as they're both making a good faith effort to work on those problems. 
Meaning, never, especially in the beginning of marriage, you need to tell chasanim and kalas as they're going through the early parts of marriage. Early parts, I mean these days, is not just Shana Rishayna, but the first two, three years, even four years, even five years. People are within the first five years of marriage. Not to hit the panic button. Not to realize that problems that crop up then are problems that are very, very normal to crop up then. And it's very, very normal to have conflict or friction or that the marriage doesn't feel that good or a little distance is all normal process in so many marriages in those early stages. But as long as they both, with sincerity and good faith, work with each other, it will fall into place in a couple of weeks, in a couple of months, and it will fade away. And that is really the idea. The idea is, and we'll be Messiah this particular shir. The shir Ashir says that Shloim Melech calls a kala ganol kala. My bride is like a locked garden. Before you married, it's a locked garden. She had no contact with any man, and now she does with her husband. And the marriage represents you opening the door of that garden to enjoy that garden. And the garden has many types of flowers, many types of fruits. Many varieties, which means basically all of life's different changes, all of life's different situations that may seem problematic, but they're really beautiful. They may seem like challenges, but they're opportunities. They may seem like something that's painful, but it really will bring the greatest joy. And that is the discovery of that garden. So whether you're newlywed or long married, don't panic over things. Don't panic over discrepancies between your hashkafa and your husband's hashkafa. Don't panic over the fact that you have different aspects of understanding overall what a, what a, what a house is supposed to look like or what physical intimacy is supposed to look like. It is very important to constantly build and say to yourselves, we're going to communicate with one another without judging each other and we will we will work things through. It's It's recommended... And how they should have structures like this where Kala and Hassan teachers know the couple and they could discuss together their different personalities and work together with the Hassan and Kala to align their personalities and to adapt their personalities to a point where, where um, they're both comfortable. And we'll be as Hashem continue to discuss this in the next year. Bracha and Atzlacha.